Hey, it's Tim here. Thanks so much for coming over to check out my new podcast, The Big Mouth. Before we get into today's episode, got a big favor to ask you. It's going to mean the world to me if you leave a star rating, you comment on the episode or share it with your friends. It'll help me out and help get The Big Mouth out there. Hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, welcome to the special episode of The Big Mouth. It is live tonight. Something different, I thought, because it's school holidays. Uh, We'd record a conversation with me. A little bit of a catch up, what's been going on in my life, some little bits and pieces that I wouldn't normally put into a full episode of The Big Mouth podcast. Um, Some questions that you guys have sent in online today and there's a few people tuning in live now on instagram hello seb manos from perth uh, i might get around to some of your questions too but people have been saying where can i watch the big mouth happen i usually share like a little promo video of an episode on social media but tonight i thought you can watch the whole thing let's do it live let's go crazy who knows what's gonna happen so let's go if you feel like a misfit in a world full of pretenders then i want to be your friend Join me each week on the journey of not giving a fuck. So stop trying to fit in and stand out. You don't need to be perfect, you just need to get real. This is The Big Mouth with Tim Dormer. Subscribe now for free to make sure you don't miss out on an episode. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Um, first off... Something really amazing happened this week in my life. Like, I've got exciting news. My axolotls had babies. (laughs) I've had axolotls for years, like ages. And they kind of just sit there. Like, my boyfriend Adam hates them. Oh, he said don't mention him in tonight's life. I've broken that rule within 10 seconds. But anyway, axolotls, if you know what they are, they're kind of like an amphibian, I think. Yeah, they are an amphibian. Related to frogs, salamanders. They're like a salamander, but they've got these gilly things and they don't really hop out of the water. Apparently some do, but usually they stay in the water. Anyway, I've got four and they laid eggs last week. No, it was a few weeks ago. The eggs hatched last week. And now I've got about 200 baby axolotls to take care of. So that's basically my full-time job. But the going rate for an axolotl these days is about 50 bucks. So do the math. I can't do math, but yeah, I'm going to be rich. Not really, but yeah, looking for homes for anyone who wants a baby axolotl. They are quite fun. I actually got to like pull each little egg out of the parents' tank and I've got them all set up in my bedroom. They've got to eat live food. There's a lot going on in there, but um, so that was exciting. Um, What am I watching at the moment? TikTok. 
I need to talk about this TikTok obsession. Does anyone like me get into TikTok vortexes? Where you just kind of like, you can't remember how long. Do you know what? Do you guys get that message that comes up from TikTok saying, Hey, you want to take a break from TikTok? Been watching too long? Yeah, i just skip past it and keep going. Um, yeah, I'm, I wasn't much of a TikToker, but it is kind of fun to watch quick little clips. I don't know how the algorithm works because I have just a mix of conspiracy theories. Oh, I love a conspiracy theory. I do have to be sat down and, and spoken to by my housemates every now and then and saying, no, Tim, that's not real. Um, and like lately a lot of... Um, Jeffrey Dahmer, the the American um, cannibal psycho serial killer. I watched that show on Netflix. That's new, the new series. Very interesting. Um, but now all my TikToks are just filled with live, well, not live, but like actual footage of him. It's a bit crazy. Um, but very interesting story on that one, on, on that Netflix doco. Scary. Um... The Australian Wars on SBS. Have you guys been, have you guys heard of that? I watched that yesterday, actually. I heard an interview about it. It's very, it's a hard watch, but really worth checking out. Basically, it's sort of a documentary which is sharing the true history of how Australia came about from colonisation and that, that's what we're taught in school. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of, there's a lot more to that story, which we've all kind of been in denial about a bit. And I think it's going to rub some people the wrong way. A lot of people being rubbed the wrong way lately in life, I find. Maybe that's because you need to be. Um, but yeah, it's not just rubbed the wrong way. It's actually um, really full on. The Australian Wars, all these sort of, um, awful conflicts between the traditional owners of this country, the Indigenous people, and the white um, European settlers. So it's worth watching, and I think it's going to open up a lot of conversation about um, how we might be ready to start telling that true story. I think off the back of that big event that happened a few weeks ago, which was the Queen passing, I think it was really important that those conversations about um, should Australia become a republic and do we celebrate someone like that um, in context of our own story as Australians and, and the atrocities that under that, well, not her leadership, but that regime of imperialism. Anyway, interesting times ahead for that convo. I'm all for it. Um, I've got a big scar on my arm. Well, that's not a big scar. That's such a princess. <laughs> Oh, greys. How much do greys hurts? But I got up to some weekend shenanigans with my housemate. We um we got a new housemate, Daniel, straight male, single, if any of the ladies look at. And um me, Daniel and Anna, we went out, we had a bit of a dance. That was a lot of fun, and then we were coming home and bloody Tim suggested we all try and break into this abandoned apartment. No apartment. No, it wasn't an abandoned apartment, it was a warehouse, sorry. It's not any better, there's no excuse, but yeah, they all followed because I don't take no for an answer. Before we knew it, we jumped a fence that we couldn't get back out, out over. And yeah, we, we kind of had to yeah really get away from there quickly before we got into trouble. 
I'm an adult. That's not a good example, is it? I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, let's get to some questions. A lot of people are writing things. A lot of people are joining. Hello, if you're watching online, listening. Um, some people sent in some questions over the last 24 hours. I'll get through them. And then if you guys have got any comments, um, let's have a chat. Sophia on Instagram, she said, how long does it usually take for Big Brother casting to get back to you? Oh, Big Brother question. Here we go. How long does it usually take for Big Brother casting to get back to you after completing the application process? Sophia, she must have applied. Oh, I remember that moment of just waiting, 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 um, jumping through the hoops, more applications. I will tell you it's not good news, Sophia, because I had a phone call with the producers last week. They were uh, go back in. No, no, it was just a little catch up. And um, they said that they were actually on a casting tour of Australia, which is exciting news because it means that this next season's housemates, they've decided them through face-to-face interview. The last two seasons have been cast during COVID lockdown, so they couldn't do face-to-face interview, which I think some people might have, you know how you just sort of fluff about on Instagram and you talk up who you are and blah, blah, blah. some people buy followers. Um, I think it means that we might get a, a few more genuine housemates, that it's a, it might be a bit tougher to get into the house. So that's a positive, but sorry, Sophia, for you. I think this time you've missed out, but try again next year. I actually had, this is a big secret. I don't know if I should tell this, but we love our big brother secrets here, don't we? And I've got a big mouth after all. I was out in Sydney like a week or two ago and this girl came up to me and she was like, oh my God, can I tell you something? But you can't tell anyone. I'm telling you now. She said that she's going into the next series. She's just been cast. And it's a series of singles, apparently. She said that. I've heard from that it quite possibly be. Um, But her boyfriend also was cast, but they are undercover. So I don't know if the producers know that or whether it's a trick of Big Brother, which I've just given away. Oh, my God. (laughs) I don't like getting into trouble with Big Brother. But, yeah, that'll be fun. So, yeah, there's going to be a bit of, um, oh, my God, I just read a really rude comment, Josh. If anyone's reading that, shut your eyes. Something about Big Brother Uncut. I don't think they're ever going to bring back Big Brother Uncut. Um, Yes, so that's exciting. Another question, Christine on Insta. What is your dream job? If every single job in the world was paid the same, what would you be doing? That's a good one. When I was younger, my dream job was to be a killer whale trainer. Not really very kosher, is it, nowadays? But that, that shows my age. Back in the 80s, like, I remember seeing it on TV and, like, they'd, they'd be on the killer whale's nose and rising out of the water. I, like, not many people back then. Like, this is pre-Free pre Willy, actually. Free Willy came out and that was just cemented it. And, and the whale got away in that. That was a happy ending. But now, no, I would not want to be a killer whale trainer. That working in a zoo would be cool. That's how I fell in love with Adam. He worked at a zoo. He does it now. I've talked about him again twice. Oh, my God. He might be watching. I'm sorry, Adam. They're good things. Um, dream job. If it was paid, imagine if you could be like an ice cream taste tester. Ben and Jerry's taste tester. Done. 
You know what job I've always wanted to do? And you might be able to help me out because I don't even know how you find this. It's not often advertised. Sometimes it's like a Facebook ad that comes up. Do you want the best job in the world? Um, and it's like to be a caretaker of a deserted island where it well, it might not be certain, but deserted because that might get a bit boring. I'd actually love that. Like my dream existence would be me in a rainforest. Maybe Adam, my boyfriend, can be there too. But people say, wouldn't you get bored? No, I've done the Big Brother house multiple times. I love it in there. I love it. Like like to be a caretaker of like a lighthouse on an island in the At- Atlantic Ocean or Antarctic Ocean. If it wasn't so cold. Tropical. Tropical island paradise. Do they advertise those jobs? Like, I also remember seeing once there was a farm. People were going away and they owned a goat farm. And they had like 500 goats and they just wanted people to take care of the farm for like, I think it was like a month. But you just had to help the baby goats be born. And they gave you the training. And I was like, oh my God, that would be the coolest job ever. Um, yeah, job like that, where you're just like looking after something in the wild. Someone help me find that job. Izzy, Instagram. She asked, oh, there's a long one. How do you manage to stay in control during tricky situations? Especially when other people see you as a target, threat or opportunity to be taken advantage of. Oh, I didn't know people thought of me that way. Really admire how you never seem to let anyone get to you on Big Brother. And I'd like that in my life too. Izzy, I don't know if it is a skill that I have. Like, I'm not sure if I'm in control. But I do have an ability to fly by the seat of my pants in in the midst of conflict. Like, people have said never get into an argument with Tim. He's got a memory that is like an elephant. He has the receipts. And you cannot fluster him. I do get flustered. There's a bit of bluffing involved. And on Big Brother, yeah. Sometimes I do get a bit emotional. But I I have a very quick brain, like a a quick thought process. Um, And that combined with my artillery of receipts, I'm I'm there for the argument. Maybe I should be a lawyer. People hate lawyers. And I'm not very good at finishing a study course. (laughs) Anyway, um, I think what's... What is interesting about this question? How do how do I like stay in control in tricky situations? And this idea of quick wit um, came up recently in my autism diagnosis um, meeting with my psychologist. He said a really interesting way to explain autism for a lot of people is an analogy of there's two people who are about to bungee jump. The autistic person has a bungee jump cord that is twice as long. So when they jump, they fall really far. And then because it's twice as long, it snaps back twice as quick. And that kind of represents the thought process of people like myself's brain. Not not everyone is inside that box. There is no autistic box. Autism is life outside the box. But that is kind of how my brain works. And then it was, oh, this meeting was fascinating. I nearly said, can I record this for my podcast? But maybe I'll try getting him on one day. There's a lot still to unpack about that autism diagnosis and me. But it the whole meeting felt like he was reading me like a book. And um, he said, you have this logical brain that has huge capacity, um, like, like sort of you can branch out in this tree of thoughts that's, 
gone down this path, but really quickly can snap back into the empathetic um, when I need to. And with the job that I do in care support work, I guess, um, yeah, I do use a lot of empathy. Um, but he said it, it's a great skill and it's a strength to work that quickly and have a brain that's like that. And a lot of people, that was a comment a lot of people said when they were watching Big Brother, they would say, I love watching your brain work. You can see the cogs ticking. Yeah, sometimes there's a bit of smoke coming out too because I can have this thing where I just kind of, the wires get, or, the, or that bungee cord snaps. And it's usually when I'm in a conflict situation and I lose logic. And that's when I, and you would have seen that play out on Big Brother a bit. So I'm not keeping my cool always. There is a limit where I've just, and, and that's often when, the heart's involved. If it's all head in an argument, I'd say, cool, that's fine. But that came up, especially with Estelle on Big Brother, because there was a lot of heart stuff there. I really cared about her and and we were fighting and I just end up just railroading. There's, there's, yeah, at at the loss of logic, I try and, yeah, win that conflict argument. So I'm not always in control. Um, I don't always get it right, but I'm learning. Um... Oh, should I read some comments online? Are you still in contact with any of the Big B Can cast? Yes, Big BB Can is Big Brother Canada for everyone in Australia who hasn't checked it out. I think it's on YouTube. It's really exciting. I did that in 2016, got all the way to the end again, came third and made some really good friends. Um, and yeah, Kelsey, I still like, she's my sister, I love her. Um, and Cassandra, we still stay in touch with a lot as well. So Yes, I actually want to get Cassandra on a podcast episode because Cassandra is the last girl that I ever had feelings for. And I came out quite quickly after Big Brother Canada. And there's a whole other story behind that season of Big Brother and and the story of me where I had feelings for Cassandra, a girl while I was dating a guy back home who I knew I was in love with and it was really confusing and I almost chucked a tully. Did you get that tully? Um, I've told her about this, but yeah. It, anyway, I've just, the cat's out of the bag, what I want to talk about with Cassandra, but it was really hard because I didn't want to pursue that because I loved someone back home and at the end of the day, I made the decision that no, I'm in love with this person back home. I'm not going to act on these feelings. Um, and it was at that point that I, I realised, okay, I've got to come out about this person. I don't want to be stuck in a situation like this again. And it was on national TV, or Canada TV. Anyway, so, yeah, stay tuned for that. Even if you haven't watched the show, it'll be an interesting chat. Um, oh, Brianna on Insta wants to know, who am I still closest with from Big Brother Australia? And who do I wish I'd stayed closer to, um, closer in contact with? I'm really close with Reg and Dave. Like... Went away with Dave up to Cairns a few weekends ago. Me and Reg probably talk on the phone quite regularly. Love her. Um, the plan is that I want to move to Queensland and, like, do support care work with Reg. <laughs> I don't know what I could help her with, but that'd be fun. Um, love them. Out of the newbies, all the final newbies all live in Sydney and we're quite a good little crew. Like, Johnson and Taras, love them. Taras, I'm going to get on the podcast soon as well, possibly even next week, I think, um, to chat about some stuff, some deep stuff with him. Because Taras, I think, was someone that, I don't know, those that loved him on the show 
knew that he was more than just the gameplay, the strategic guy that was cutting all the throats of the OGs. He's actually a really lovely guy. And Johnson, oh, I love him. Johnson's the most fun to go out with. He does love a dance. Um, Alicia too, I love her. She's my little sis. Brenton, oh, I think going through that waiting room together, we were always going to either be best friends or enemies for the rest of our lives. Well, we're not best friends, but we're not enemies. I do love the guy, but he's all um, playing daddy now. Playing daddy. He can be my daddy. <laughs> um, who do I wish I would like to have stayed in touch with? You know what? I guess Estelle falls in this box. It's not for want of trying, but an update on that, I think. Because I guess the, the podcast launched The Big Mouth with that conversation about the conflict with Estelle on the show and that I'd taken responsibility, I'd owned my shit, that I'd said some of the, some crap stuff. Um and yeah, we had a good chat at the at the at the rap party after the finale, but we haven't chatted since. And this, yeah, Estelle's gone through a real rough time. There's some been some personal stuff, um, not related to me. It's not my my place to say it, but I've kind of given her a bit of space. I know that she's there. Um, I'd love to hear from you, Estelle. Yeah, um, Drew. Drew, I haven't chatted to in ages. It kind of was weird because me and Sam became quite close after the show, which is crazy because we hated each other in there. We didn't hate each other, but you saw it. Um, And, of course, Drew and Sam broke up. And it's not that I picked a side, love them both, but, um, yeah, me and Sam just stayed in touch. Um, but I would love to get Drew on the podcast. I think, God, couldn't we have a laugh? I need to ask him about that weird line he said at finale about, oh, anyway, it was a funny one. I'll, I'll get Drew on. Drew's one of those friends. And this is, I guess, with everyone on Big Brother. When we catch up, it's like we're transported back there in, in the relationship. You know, you've got those friends that you don't need to check in with regularly to know that that they're your mates. They've got your back. It's, it's like old days. Um, yeah, he's one of those. Um, Sandy on Instagram says, I actually ran into you at Newtown last week. Yep. Live in Newtown in Sydney. I said hello to you. Oh, is this going to go bad? Um, it's weird because I saw you and I thought, I know this guy, lol, but obviously she said, lol, not me. I didn't, but obviously, I'm nobody to you. No, you're not. Sandy, have some love for yourself. My question is, do you like it when people approach you and talk to you? Oh, and I have to apologize. I walked straight past Adam and didn't acknowledge him. So I felt rude. <laughs> He's used to it, don't worry. <laughs> um, what was the question? Oh, yeah. Do I like it um, when people approach and talk to me? Well, you know what's funny is that you're right. Um it's weird. Like people say, it's weird. I feel like I know you um, because they've watched me on Big Brother. And I guess Big Brother's unique to a lot of other reality shows. Like we all feel connected to people that we watch on screen. I do it. I feel like I know some people. Um, but Big Brother, I think, is because it's it's a lot more raw maybe. Like you're watching people sleep. You're watching people in their pyjamas and fights and blah, blah, blah. Like you really feel like you've been along on that journey with them. So when people come up and meet me, I love that familiarity. Oh, bloody hell, that word's hard to say. Familiar. 
familiarity, this little extra little thing in there that I can't say. Anyway, you know the word. I love that because it feels like, uh, I don't know, like a bit of family. It just feels a little bit real. I hate, I don't hate it. That's a strong word. I feel uncomfortable when um, like you think that I'm something special. Like I don't feel that. I just want to cut through that crap as quick as I can and kind of go, what do you do? Like, What's your name? Or like have a real interaction. So feel free to do that. Come and say good day um, because it's really lovely. I, I, I probably said this before, but I really do remember back in 2013 in the Big Brother house, I'd had a little fight with everyone, classic, and I went out in the backyard and I was having a little cry and I looked up at the sky and that was the first time that I was really conscious of the fact that I was alone in there. Um, you didn't have your support network of friends or family that you'd go to when you're feeling a little bit vulnerable. Um, but I became conscious of people are actually watching this. People are actually watching me do these fights and some, maybe just one, is actually on my side. I've got my back. Um, is like, yeah, Tim, like I'm watching because of you. And I made a promise to myself that day or that night that anybody I met on the street that watched me, I would treat as that person at that moment. Oh, um, it really was special. And it is special. Like, and people say, oh, um, do you get this often? And it it had died down before this season I went back. And um, I guess this, the hair. Do you know what's funny? The other night on my housemate shenanigan out wandering the streets, I was just yapping along down. Like, we were in the dark. And some girl goes, Tim! From the other side of the road. And I'm like, what? And I had my hair tied up as well. I can't even say it's called my hair. She goes, I heard your voice. <laughs> I was having a weird voice. But, um, yeah, people, when they say, hey, Tim, um, it's lovely. Because it makes me feel like, I don't know, I connected with you or, yeah. It's special and I don't take it for granted. So thank you, Sandy. It was lovely to meet you. Roxy. Roxy, do you believe going back on Big Brother? Oh, I love these are all Big Brother ones because I can't just keep doing Big Brother podcasts. You don't want me to just do a Big Brother podcast, do you? I like the, some of the other topics, but it's fun, to, it's fun to talk Big Brother stuff. And next year when the series comes back, we'll talk Big Brother stuff. We'll do it. Okay, do you believe going back to Big Brother has had a good impact or bad impact on your life after Big Brother? Oh, that's a good one, isn't it? Little column A, little column B. Let's talk about the the good. Amazing. Oh, my God. I've, I've shared on the Big Mouth podcast that I went through a lot of crap last year and I didn't ever think I'd be going back to, to doing anything in the public. I was really content doing my support care work and I was studying at the time and... And then the call came out of the blue and I was really nervous to go back. So to feel that feeling of like, hey, still got it. You know, like without ego or without like pride. Well, I was proud. I, like I, I I, was having a lot of fun. And and I that it was a confidence boost, but it was also like a full circle moment a little bit. Like it had almost been 10 years since the first time I did Big Brother, which was such a highlight in your life. 
And I didn't want to measure everything else I'd done in my life against that. But it was really um, special to be given the opportunity to go back and and to feel those feelings again of of that really crazy life experience that is um, the Big Brother house. It was not just the house. It's, for me, like that time, first time, whenever I do a podcast, whenever I share, I really enjoy just sharing Tim. And yeah, there's, there's a bit of, um, confidence in that because there, it, it is lovely to get the positive feedback from people. Um, what am I saying with this? Where was I going? Oh yeah. Love sharing Tim as weird as I am. What's and all mistakes that I make. And it was able, I was able to show a bit more of a, an older, wiser Tim. There was a bit, a bit more happening. I've, I've gone through some life experiences, so I'll continue to do that. That was some of the good, um, Bad, yeah, bad impact on my life. Well, it's uh, like the dust has settled. Like this was a conversation I was having with Reggie the other day. It's like, did that even happen? Like it's weird how much it was so dominant in our lives because we filmed it a year ago, nearly to this week. We went in end of September. It was, we were still in lockdown in Sydney when we went in and, um, and then we were waiting for the show to go to air and then it was a whirlwind of it going to air. And now it's kind of like the dust has settled and it's like, oh, back to life. Um, which, oh, I'm sick of talking about reality TV shit. It's very unrelatable. <laughs> Come on. Sorry. Okay. No, great question, Roxy. I, I meant I'm, I'm, I heard myself saying about the journey of reality TV and it's just yuck. Let's, yeah. It was great. Comes with challenges. Love it. Um, my life's so much more interesting than just Big Brother. I've got baby axolotls. <laughs> Lindsay, I'd love to hear more about your spiritual religious beliefs these days. Is that kosher to ask someone? Well, I'll tell you. Um, I don't know. This morning, actually, I haven't been meditating a lot lately. But... I have this new thing that I think I got out of Big Brother and that's to stop putting pressure on myself and to stop feeling bad if I'm not doing something that I think is is really healthy for my lifestyle. Like, obviously, you've got to have boundaries and, and I've been on the process of, of um, like working on some bad habits and, and things that I was using for life. Um, but lately, my new thing is... I don't like shame. I don't like judging myself. It's all about like how I look at myself. So if I wake up and I am not feeling it and I want a little happy day in bed watching TV or playing with Max Lottles, and if that makes me happy, like self-care is really important. That's not really religious or spiritual beliefs. But, oh yeah, circling back to not meditating. Um, I feel as though, because I've been through... Well, I was raised a Christian. I I went in my 20s to then study at the church, um, Diploma of Christian Ministry, um, to then World of Big Brother, to then like a couple of years ago got a little bit involved looking into Buddhism and, and, and joined up with a local um, temple or church. And the same thing happened where it was like, this is really organised and, and, and doctrine and anybody 
who is a part of that. If that works for you, great. But Tim, who doesn't really like organised box and shit, I just really believed, and I have thought this for years now, is that if there is something bigger than all of us, it has to exist outside of those things that people have come up with to relate to him. I don't know. Like, there's truth in that, yeah, but there's also truth outside of that. And you can't say that someone else who's got a really great relationship with a higher power or whether that's outside of yourself or inside yourself, That's I think that's now where I'm sitting at more, which is maybe a bit of a combo of both Christianity and Buddhism. Actually, one of the coolest things that my Buddhist teacher told me was that Jesus um, was, like, enlightened, yes, obviously, but that you could... Um, he could be your Buddhist master. Like, you could follow his path. So, I don't know. It's very confusing. People don't like talking about religion much these days. And as a lot of my family is um, it's really important to them and really healthy for them in their lives, and that I believe they know the truth and they know how to love, um, I don't like putting everybody who's religious in the bin even though there's a bad track record of a lot of people coming out of that place, judging others. It just, yeah, I could, my religion would just be, don't judge yourself, don't judge others. Um, if it's not hurting someone and you, it makes you happy, do it. Um, and truth. There is a big thing about truth that I'm very passionate about. Um, yeah, standing for what's what's right and truth and and. And that it will be uncovered, that light always exposes stuff. So, um, yeah, I think there's a lot of changes in the world happening now where we're kind of catching up to maybe we've been doing things that have been hurting people and it's time to kind of rewrite that. And that's why why would anyone get in the way of that? Anyway, um, I'm ranting again. What time is it? Half an hour. Okay, let's keep going. Beth on Facebook... Oh, we got a Facebook one. Hi to Tim. Double T. Sorry, fat finger. <laughs> Beth with the sausage fingers. Don't worry, me too. Hi, Tim. My husband and I watch you all the way from Canada, north of Montreal. I never went to Montreal, but I'd love to visit one day. In a log cabin on the lake. Lucky you. No, really, that's where we live. Oh, my God. Sounds amazing. Um, now that you have your diagnosis. Oh, she's talking about um, being recently diagnosed with autism. Um, how has that changed your life? Are you calmer, happier, kinder to yourself? Is it freeing? Good question. It's a bit of a spin out, really. Um, I guess it's funny. In doing Big Brother again, when I got that call, I thought, oh, how am I going to prepare for this? And I thought... I'm going to sit down and watch my 2013 series. I'd never watched it. <laughs> so I'd been going around in life just not knowing what you guys saw. I just wanted to kind of protect my experience, the reality of my experience, from the reality TV, the producer's version of what happened, which meant there was a little bit of a mismatch of what everybody else saw to what my experience of it was. But I sat down and watched what you saw. Mostly alone in my room, a little bit obsessed, sometimes 24-hour binges, and it was a roller coaster of emotion. But I went, 
You're a lot, Tim. Like some some parts, I was like, <sighs> maybe. And it had come up a little bit in my life about. I know, I know. I was knew I was different, and I, I knew my brain was a little bit different. But I was maybe a little bit scared. I come from a family that's that kind of embraced it. They didn't. They didn't need it. Wasn't that dysfunctional in my life. So they didn't go down the road of, of looking into a diagnosis. But now as an adult, I felt quite secure that um, at that time, like before I actually did Big Brother, I'd had um, lots of meetings and, and started on this process. And yeah, it was ticking all the boxes. Um, and so I went back to the show knowing that in the back of my head. I remember um, having a conversation with Tully about it and she was like, whoa, a lot makes sense now and I guess that's maybe the feeling of of receiving a diagnosis and I've I've I had an amazing night last week um Chloe Hayden who I had on the podcast two weeks ago new Netflix series Heartbreak High she's one of the main actors um Quinny who's autistic and she's written a book and I was at the book launch um hosting it and it was an amazing conversation with a lot of people coming along some of the cast of Love on the Spectrum it was so exciting um but sharing stories and and I really felt, um, yeah, maybe a sense of belonging or, a, oh, wow, I'm not on my own. I think a lot of my life I felt that I was this Lone Ranger weirdo alien, but it's like, okay, no, nah, there's, there's, there's others that are like that. But it's, yeah, looking back on my life, sort of now with the context of that, that there's been maybe some times where it's like, oh, Tim, like I did feel sad for a moment for myself thinking of some of the hurt and and like thinking you you were just doing the best you could. Like, and we all, we all do that. I guess we're just all doing the best we can. Um, but not knowing that what I what I did have, that there was challenges and limitations to what I had and I didn't know. And I I think it's really, it's quite funny that I won a TV show. Well, you guys voted for it, but like a social experiment TV show and, and that I was working as a communicator, like in, in radio and, and, and I guess that the stereotype is that a lot of people with autism have, have social difficulties and, and struggle communicating. So I'm in a really interesting position now. It's like, what do I do with that? Um, where it's sitting right now is that, yeah, be kind to myself. I love that you said that, Beth. That's what I'm all about. Be kind to yourself. And kind to others too. That, oh, I said I wasn't going to talk about Adam, didn't I? We had a great little communication catch up today where we were talking about um, how we can effectively communicate better with each other. And... That's, yeah, I guess there's a lot of learning now um, in terms of the autism diagnosis, but a lot of fun. I don't know what's next. I've got some fun ideas ahead of um, what happens next. I'd like to tell my story. If I can, in the next little season, I'm going to sit down and start writing a, a book. That's exciting. Um, what's, oh, my God, we're, we're getting to the end of the time and I've been rambling. If anyone's still in the little Instagram realm of watching this, write a little question. I'll get some in before I go this live. Oh, any big plans coming up? This weekend, I'm going platypus hunting. Well, not hunting. Oh, that was the wrong word. 
I don't hunt at platypuses. I don't believe in hunting. Um, oh, no, I, I'm not. I eat meat, so I do believe in hunting, but not platypuses. Far out. Why? Sometimes I just freak out because it's live. I'm going platypus watching this weekend. If it's dry weather, we're going camping. Me and Adam to a place where you can watch platypuses. It's also a nudist retreat because we love getting our willies out. Um, so excited for your book. Oh, autism is great. Yes, a book would be great. My son's autistic. It's really lovely. Yeah, it's a whole kind of new um, conversation I'm having with you guys. Um, and a lot of people sharing stories, whether you yourself are um, neurodivergent or you know someone or you don't. It's like I'm on this journey with you. Um, hi, Tim from New Zealand. I'm going to New Zealand um, in um, November. Yep, that's exciting. We're going to do a road trip. Um, do you have any reality shows coming up? Miss you on the screen. I oh, know. Well, they didn't want me for the challenge. I don't know what that was about. Um, I don't know if I want to play any more competition reality shows. It's kind of like, it's sort of been, I did Big Brother, then two years later did Celebrity Apprentice, then two years later did Big Brother Canada. Then there was a bit of a gap of like five years and did Big Brother again. Maybe it's like there's a bit of space maybe needed. Aren't you sick of me? Maybe there's something else. I've got some. Oh, no, I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> um, uh, are you still talking? <laughs> I know I should wrap this up. All right. I will wrap it up. Thank you, everyone, for coming in for a little conversation with me on a Big Mouth podcast live episode special. Um, I'll be back next week. Maybe chatting with Taras. He said yes. We're lining it up. That will be fun. Um, thanks for joining me. I'll go back and read through your questions and maybe get to answer them. Um, have a great weekend. Guys, stay safe. This is The Big Mouth with Tim Dormer. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on an episode and leave a comment. Give me a star rating. It all helps get The Big Mouth out there. You can follow me on socials at Tim Dormer and join The Big Mouth conversation. Hashtag The Big Mouth. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.